to Tarot for the Wild Soul Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being with me today. Well, we are in the thick of Aquarius season. We are, I'm going to say, all feeling this eclipse. Uh, it's major. It's really, really big. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, new moon medicine. Uh, yeah, in it right now. Um, and of course, this is a wild soul lesson, and we're going to talk about the knights, our sacred movers, and the four archetypes that describe a kind of sacred movement we can do in our life throughout our actions and our lives with our communication. And it's going to be a blast to talk about. <clears throat> Before I do that, though, I think that, yeah, I would like to talk about the energy. Um, you know, I just feel really moved to say that um, this is really a time for observation. It's a time for a couple different things. So I'll start with that. What do I mean by observation? It's really easy to make decisions out of panic, anxiety, fear, and especially projection. So when I say projection, what I'm talking about is, well, there's any manner of projections that we can have, but especially external projections. If we're looking out and believing like somebody's out to get us, somebody's stealing from us, someone's copying us, it might be true. But you got to look real closely with this moon. Um, if even because if it is true, the words that we speak and the action that we take, we want to make sure that they're really centered in a place of our truth and our inner knowing. You know, so often, myself included, you know, we can leap forward into something, do something, be so sure, and then have doubt. So I think it's important to drop in and observe with this moon. This is, we're preparing for a new moon in Aquarius, partial solar eclipse, um, a very, very powerful time. And one that is asking us to be really clear about what it is that we're speaking, the intentions that we're putting forth, and what we're believing and how we take action with that belief. It's really powerful. So observation, inquiry, curiosity, pausing for a moment, it might even be that your instinct is telling you, you know, like kind of go within and collect and feel into things and, and then see, then drop forward, then, um, you know, share what you want to share. And maybe you're going through the opposite where the kind of forward momentum, clarity of voice and speech is so, so absolutely something that you know. Like, this is my truth. I've been waiting to access my truth. It's here and I'm going to say it. That too is its own version of observation. So wherever you happen to be landing, I promise you that you're going to know that inside. Whether there's an inner wisdom to kind of become more quiet and inward or more verbal and external, um, either one is perfect. It probably depends on where the new moon and the eclipse is hitting in your chart but 
observation is really important. The dynamics of this moon, it's all about shedding. This is pretty much a universal understanding everybody from Ann Ortley to Johnny Nicholas. Like it's, this is a major clearing out this moon. Um, there have been many of these moons and you know, that can sometimes sound like so kind of general spiritual jargon. Like what are we, what are we talking about when we say that something's getting released or we're clearing away something? Here's what we're talking about. There are moments in the garden of life when it is important to pull up certain things that are growing. I really love weeds. Um, weeds are so valuable and important. Um, nettle, burdock, dandelion. So when I say pulling up weeds, it's with no disrespect to those teachers and friends, but um, you can have the most beautiful roses in your garden and just say to yourself, like, this is not in highest service. I just learned about um, a flower species or a, a flowering plant yesterday that is, and of course I can't remember the name of it, but it's so beautiful, grows in grows in the Pacific Northwest and is gorgeous, but it's kind of like a garden eater and will kind of take over your whole garden because it's so, like that's an example of something that can be so beautiful, but just may not work for our garden. And when we're living in alignment with the seasons, with the moon, in a sort of a spiral way, we could call that the wise woman way. That's what Susan Weed calls it. But it's the spiral path. If we're just in tune with the seasons, with nature, with our rhythm, um, not even going on what anyone has told us. Like, you know, I'm offering a medicine around this, but ultimately you're the best judge and the best um, like source of truth for what this moon is bringing you. But when we say things like, it's a moon that supports release. It's a time when we're being asked to take an inventory of our garden. And sometimes with certain moons, parts of the garden are highlighted very intensely. It's almost like everything's dark, but there's a spotlight on one area of the garden. And that is where, whether we know it or not, whether it feels kind of linear or not, that is where we're being asked to pay attention. And that is where we have to go in with our investigative tools and say, okay, well, you know, this is going on, this is going on. Interesting. Is this highlighting a behavior of mine or a pattern of mine that is really important to kind of dig in more with? Is it, you know, I'll, I'll use myself as a guinea pig here. Um, this uh, new moon eclipse is hitting my sixth house and I have, uh, you know, I'm a Virgo rising. There's a lot of Virgo energy to me, um, just in that way. Um, and I have been dealing with this. Uh, I, I have celiac disease and I guess I got glutened at some point <laughs> during the week and I'm working with this like rash that is, um, just really something <laughs> like really something. Um, but honestly, I'm also having bad reactions to corn and to rice right now. My body's really like, it's, it's a body time. And here's the thing. If we're not 
working with a spiral mentality. Now, like no one enjoys like a rash byproduct of a food allergy. That's lame. Um, I'm not inviting anyone to. But something that is really clear to me is that it's just a really powerful message. It's really potent information around what's working and what's not working from my body. And rather than jump into a space of like, oh, I fucked up. I should be more careful. Like, I can't eat anything. It's really just a clear, beautiful, shining, direct manifestation or not even manifestation, but um, point of attention being placed on what I now get to do in service and in honoring of my vessel that has always been a sensitive vessel to food, even when I was young and wasn't even aware that I had allergies. So I bless this rash and appreciate the fact that I know that it is directly related to this transit um, because not two weeks ago I had a thyroid thing. So it's depending on where it's hitting in your chart, you might be like dealing with one jerk off date after the next you might be working with one like clients might be completely evading you it might be really hard right now with money um there's a lot around this moon too of like leap of faith how willing are we to honor our true drumbeat in service of how we show up in our soul's dharma, like what we're actually doing here on earth. That's, it's kind of, um, working with the individual process, clearing something up in the individual process so that the whole can be served more fully by us. You know, like if I'm dealing with rashes and bullshit for stuff that I'm not being careful enough that I know that, you know, really slow me down with my food, like why might I want to be slowed down? you know, some pretty human uh, reasons for that, for all of us, you know, slowing down is a really good way of feeling a little safer, feeling like you might have, might want to have control over something that you might not like 100% trust is moving along in your favor. And I don't know that that's my conscious understanding, but it's definitely something I'm paying attention to. And I guarantee you, wherever this is moving through your chart, your situation, by the way, so many of us are having body things right now. It's all part of the upgrade and the ascension that we're moving through. That's it. It's kind of a given wherever it's moving through you. Um, but it doesn't mean that we're doing anything wrong and it doesn't mean there's a problem. There's just a lot of information in the body and we've been very overloaded in general with information, with stress, with trauma and a lot of it is cumulative. So it's just important to pay attention to where this kind of light of awareness and clarity is is hitting in your garden. Because again, some moons are all about the planting and they'll highlight bare earth. They'll highlight places where it's really important to leave a little room, leave a little space. Those are the moments when we might lose a job, when we might break up, when we might make room in our friends, when we might clear out time in our schedule. Believe it or not, this moon is about inquiring around what we're spending our time on so that we get to be clear about, hey, is this serving me? Is this not? Do I desire to move in this direction or do I not? 
How can I do that in ease and grace? So when we say that, we're just inquiring about what's growing in the garden and is it really feeding me and is it really supporting everything else that's growing in my garden? So you can take a look at that and really inquire. And I, I'm all about honoring the moon phases as we see fit. Like even in my offering the sacred wheel, I do stuff for, I offer things for um, ritual for, to honor the moons. And I try to keep them as simple as possible because I don't think you need a lot to create and bring things forward. But having said that, it can be very beautiful to look at and get clear on just by becoming quiet and observing what is coming up in me right now. You know, what, what feelings, what emotions, what desires are coming up and how can I honor them as best as I can? It's a very powerful line in the sand this moon. They're starting to become that way. And um, February is very significant. Again, it's short. It's extremely powerful. It's very intense. There's only a new moon in February. Like, think about that. No full moon in February, not technically speaking. So crucial for us to pay attention. What are we clearing away in order to plant things that more fully serve, feed, nourish us? It's a powerful moment to think about that. Um, and speaking of the moon, I have another sacred wheel coming up uh, on the 15th. So if you'd like to sign up for that, uh, you can do so on my website, lindsaymack.com slash the sacred wheel. And um, I just want to make a little announcement with regard to that. Not that the announcement like matters to a lot of people listening to this, but I'm going to be taking a sabbatical. Um, speaking of clearing things away, <laughs> I'm going to be taking a sabbatical from doing any readings from March to July, actually. And it's a great reason. It's because there are a lot of things cooking in the back room in terms of offerings and like you know, books and all that good stuff. And so, um, there's, uh, there's going to be some real juicy shit to look forward to, but I was supposed to open my books in two days and have decided that I'm not going to do that. So in July and August, I'll be doing readings. Um, and it'll be beautiful to serve people at that time. But, uh, for anyone listening who, you know, wanted to work with me, Sacred Wheel is a good way to do it. It's 22 bucks a month. You can leave anytime you want. Um, you can also not do anything with the Sacred Wheel. That's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, it couldn't be more fine. I'll continue to do this podcast and we'll continue to be around and about just not doing one-on-ones from March until, um, yeah, until July. So, um, yeah, all that aside, the nights. So we're on our second lesson for the court cards. Um, I got so much good feedback on the pages. I'm so happy y'all liked it. Um, you know, we're continuing with the nights. We're kind of going in order. And the nights, the nights um, are incredibly useful. I feel like the nights are one of the best indicators of like their. Um, they're almost like a tarot hack in and of themselves because if you pull even one night in a reading, it's giving so much information 
around something that is so desired and wished for and 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 longed for often by us in a tarot reading which is what do I do here what do I do like how do I take action what how can I relate the knights are the indicators of that very thing so in Lindsay land I I come from the school of thought that knights are ruled by air so that is pretty contentious again like I just want to throw it up with like mad respect to like not anyone teaches that like everyone's right (laughs) with the tarot some people feel very strongly about the knights being ruled by fire some people feel really strongly about them being ruled I'm sure by earth I can't imagine that kind of but like most of the time a lot of the time they're considered to be ruled by air um especially because they're all about movement and all about bringing messages to people. Um, And I'm going to talk about them in that context. But if you don't roll like that, that's totally fine. That's like different strokes for different folks. It's so beautiful. Like if we all taught the same, how boring would that be? And I probably wouldn't have a job. (laughs) So like it's great if you don't roll with that. So um, yeah, but I'm going to talk about them as related to air. Why? So knights, and I'm not the first person to, you know, claim that knights find and, um, what is the word? Find an alignment and a, like a, like a light bulb with the knights, a resonance. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm not the only one to find a resonance with the knight, knights being ruled by air. They're all about movement and swiftness in the rider weight. They're all on horses, um, a lot of them fly in other decks. They're they're flying birds or they have birds on them and they're all about communication. All the knights kind of in classical um, tarot education or, um, you know, theory, they're all bringing a message. You know, that was like the old school, like experience and understanding of the knights that they brought messages to people. And really that's, some people say that about the pages, but in the imagining of the knights, they're the ones that really bring the messages forward. Now, the archetype in and of itself, as in the knight in a court card in the tarot, like all the other cards, are always bringing messages. There's always a message in any queen, in any king, in any eight, in any ace. Like, it doesn't matter. Every, every single tarot card brings a message and a medicine. That's a given. The knights, in my very humble opinion, have less to do with a message being brought through because that's really like a beautiful thing about any tarot card that there's a message being brought. The knights bring a kind of an invisible tip, like an invisible guideline, an invisible helpful directive approach to how we're being invited to move physically in our lives, how we are walking the speed, the attention, the quality of movement. They are the movers more so than they are the communicators, I think, even though they can be great communicators. Um, It's in the physicality. It's in the movement physically and how that manifests itself 
in terms of quality in our lives. That's really what the nights are all about. Um, and again, like whenever we get a night, you can get really excited because they really um, are all about in in so many beautiful ways. They are all about um, helpful advice in terms of how we're relating to the world around us. And I always get really excited when I see that I have a night. Um, so let's take the four of them. Let's start with the two that move on speed, which are the Knight of Swords and the Knight of Pentacles. So Knight of Swords, Knight of Pentacles are both ruled by air because they are affiliated with knights. Knight of Swords is double air because we have a knight and we have a sword. The Knight of Pentacles is air earth. So we can already see, like we can already like double air. That's like gale force winds. That's huge movement. We can feel it almost. We can sense it. We can taste it. Knight of Pentacles there's a rooting to it, right? We can imagine almost like a cool breeze while we're standing on firm, beautiful earth. Like there's there's a weightiness to the air. There's a rootedness and a groundedness, um, a heaviness that is helpful. So those two have to do with speed. Knight of Swords moves really fast. Knight of Pentacles moves really slow. And we're going to get into more about how it's so not about just that, but um, those are their two general anchor points. Now we have two other knights that are all about quality of movement. So knight of wands is air and fire and knight of cups is had a moment there. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is the other knight? And knight of cups is air and water. So they are all about the qualities of movement. Knight of Wands is a sensual mover. He is all about how he looks, what he can do for you, how he can make you feel with how he moves. He is all about bringing joy. He wants to delight. He wants to tantalize. He wants to bring huge, big, beautiful feelings. He's essentially an actor, and that's part of the way he moves. He's not a fake guy, not a fake archetype, but there's something in him of the performer. And the way that people who have that kind of frequency to the move through the world is often really different than how we might move if we did not contain that quality. And Knight of Cups moves with grace. Knight of Cups moves with beauty, with grace. He brings a kind of a balance. It's balanced movement. And it is a quality, most certainly, that is immensely helpful when things are not so balanced and not so calm. Knight of Cups can bring some of the most beautiful, potent, incredible invitations. After the election in November, I pulled that card all the time. And I remember, so did Jeff Henshaw, my friend, Trash Canyon, we pulled that card all the time because the only thing that we were being invited to pay attention to in the wake of such news was try the best you can to be as gentle 
and as graceful with yourself and with your movements through the world as you can be. So night's all about movement. Um, as we sort of think about the nights, I'm going to go back to Knight of Pentacles and Knight of Swords for a moment. We want to think about when we receive them in a reading, them being clarifiers on how we can physically utilize and engage with the world around us to be in alignment with our highest and best good. It's actually quite, it's kind of a beautiful flavor around the medicine for this new moon and eclipse. Like so often, if we just have an awareness of what is going on, it can really support us in either saying, okay, great, like I'm just going to tap out for a few days. <laughs> like I'm going to let this energy go. I'm going to let it slide and I'm going to be here when it all shakes out. Like that is beautiful and is really uh, what the Knights, I think, really aim to do with us. So having said that, there's a real beauty to it that I think is important to be in alignment with, which is great. So Knight of Swords, he's a fierce looking motherfucker in a lot of decks. And the rider way his own horse is looking back at him like, dude, crazy. You are speeding the fuck up. With the Knight of Swords, the way that I teach this card is that we want to think about moments in life when it is appropriate to move at our fastest pace, when it is appropriate to literally move through the world from the neck up. When I say that, this is what I mean. There are moments in life when we're hungry, we're thirsty, we're tired, our feet hurt, and yet we persist in what we're doing, usually because it's being asked of us or we want to. It's pushing in a really intelligent way. It's honoring the physical body as vessel that is capable of taking us really far around a situation or a scenario that might bring up some human things, might bring up some things like hunger or thirst or feet being tired, etc. But we want to keep moving and we don't necessarily want to bow to what's happening under the neck, physically speaking. So we can think about this in terms of like an ER nurse that's a great example of someone who does not really have the opportunity to honor whether or not their feet hurt during a shift. We can think about any time in our lives when we've had a deadline. And like it takes me right back to cramming or studying like all night long for finals. You're exhausted, you're tired, you are you want to go to sleep more than anything, but it's one night. And so you keep working out mentally, psychologically, okay, we're just going to keep going for this long and we're just going to keep going for this long and all of a sudden you've done it. Knight of Swords represents a very specific time in our lives when that's appropriate and it's a real slippery slope because there are times when it's, it can change really on a dime most of the time in life. We're not going to be saying to ourselves like I'm just not going to honor what's going on below the neck <laughs> because it's all below the neck that you know the good shit lives and matters incredibly and in fact I'm not even saying to not pay attention but to what's going on below the, the neck and, and head but 
with Knight of Swords, really the best thing we can do is to honor and to continue to honor, bow to say, okay, you know, this is, I'm really achy. I'm really hungry. I'm really thirsty. And I will feed myself, get a glass of water when I can, but for right now I'm going to be working and moving. So it, it's often for a, not a long period of time, but we're capable in that span of getting so much done in that amount of time. We want to really embrace the speed. He's not rushing. He's just keeping pace with what's being invited of him to do. Huge difference. Conversely, Knight of Pentacles is all about the pace in terms of slowness. Knight of Pentacles moves. He just waits until it's the right time to move. So that is all about honoring the stillness before the movement. So when we're in Knight of Pentacles, it's kind of a time of aiming. It's kind of a time of preparation, of getting clear, of taking care of the back end and the foundation so that when we move, we're all set to go. It would be like, and I use this example often, like if you're going to go on a road trip, you know, you might, if you kind of don't have a brand new car, you might maybe get your car checked. You might get your tires filled. You would definitely gas up your car, maybe get an oil change. And maybe you clean out your car and like pack it. Like if you were doing it Knight of Wands style or Knight of Pentacles style, you might pack your car full of supplies or full of drinks or full of some snacks and really get it so that it feels comfortable and you have everything you need to be supported and it also might mean that you get clear on the direction that you're going for the road trip before you go on it. It might also mean that you're prepping because you want to hit up this weird spot and this cool location on the way. That's all Knight of Pentacles. So it's not bad. A lot of the time when people see Knight of Pentacles, they're like, fuck, because it's more waiting. We're meant to be doing shit in the waiting. It's a preparation time. Like if you're waiting for something in Knight of Pentacles and you keep pulling that card, look around you. What could you do while what you're desiring or how you'd like to move is kind of manifesting itself? Where are you being invited to pay attention to? So it's not necessarily massive forward momentum, but it is preparing like we're an archer for hitting the target. We might not let go of that arrow until it's time, but the prep is just as important as the bullseye. So it's how we move. It's the pace, you know? Knight of Wands, I have only but a few words for you. Beyonce, Prince. David Bowie, um, damn, Cardi B. This is Knight of Wands medicine. This is someone who lives, breathes, vibrates, literally beams out service through their charm through their frequency, through what they say, through what they do. Madonna is another great example. These are all people who possess Knight of Wands qualities. It's an it factor. And you can look at it through time. It's We've literally encountered Knight of Wands energy throughout time, a lot of the time in our public figures. Because Knight of Wands is a perfect candidate for public figurehood. Because the way that they aim to move and be of service is to bring delight. 
is to entertain, is to be of service through um, being themselves. So this one always takes a little massaging because we're not exactly implying that if you pull the Knight of Wands in your tarot spread, you're being asked to like perform or channel Beyonce or whatever. What is important is to tap into what makes you feel a flame like that. When you look at someone who is just a light, doing exactly, if you've ever looked at a performer or an actor or even an athlete and you've just been in awe at the grace and at the power and at the, the, the talent and you've thought to yourself like, fuck, like I am watching someone do what they came to earth to do. And that's so powerful to me. Part of what you're feeling is their soul's desire to be of service through entertaining, through making you feel things. A lot of the time, the Knight of Wands has this like kind of unfortunate reputation as being like an asshole or like a fuckboy. And some people really feel that way. I don't, um, I don't necessarily find that. Um, I think Knight of Wands has this beautiful potential to represent a kind of a movement that brings delight and joy and a way of interacting with the world around us that brings us more fully into our inner fire. It's being an entertainer without being fake. And it's bringing delight without harm or without, yeah, about, without any kind of fakery. So it's the way that we're doing it. It's with a pop and a panache and a flair. So maybe if we're even just like painting our house, a Knight of Wands painting of house would be to put on the best music, to like rock the fuck out, to have a good time, maybe to have people there, to have like good drinks or good food, even if you're alone. Knight of Wands is going to do shit with a flair. It's going to be with, yeah, with magic, with a fizz. So there's a beauty to this, and it's a kind of an invisible quality of movement. And when we pull this card, we want to think about, okay, how am I relating to joy? How am I relating to delight? How do I want to be of service to myself, to humanity, to whatever, through the fire in my heart? And how do I, you know, is it something where I'm longing to be seen is it something where I'm longing to drop into this quality? Sometimes this, sometimes this energy can be about like wanting to be famous. Sometimes this energy can be about wanting to be more fully in the public eye. Um, and sometimes that has nothing to do with that at all. And just really has to do with wanting in a very pure way to bring joy in one form or another. And when we think of people like Prince, David Bowie, Madonna, Beyonce, Everything they fucking do is to bring delight. Everything they do in terms of their public service and their artistic offerings is to bring delight completely and totally. They want to do things that are so fully themselves. That is really what Knight of Wands is all about. It's a kind of a movement through life where we're bringing the best of what we've got out to be of service. So it's a beautiful quality. And then we have our lovely Knight of Cups who is so 
so, so who has dealt with literally hundreds of years of misunderstanding around it being like someone's soulmate in a reading or like whatever. This card really isn't about that. Sorry. Like, you know, no one's ever right or wrong about the tarot, but I'm going to state my case pretty clearly that I, I truly believe that Knight of Cups is not the perfect gentleman that everyone thinks he is because tarot really isn't about other people. Certainly not the court cards. The Knight of Cups, as I mentioned before, with my example about the election, is really this beautiful invitation to live, walk, move in a way that is graceful and balanced internally and externally. He is the perfect medicine for this time right now, energetically speaking, the perfect medicine. It's a very important time to drop in. Knight of Cups is ruled by air and water. What does that tell us? It tells us that the mind is being invited to be balanced and temperate and that the emotions can be balanced and temperate. The Knight of Cups can be wildly emotional and can be all over the place. But in his purest form, he's a yogi and an enlightened being and a meditator. And there is the possibility of meeting him at his highest frequency, which is to be as balanced as possible. There is a tremendous quality of movement that can come from that. We won't be as confrontational. We'll take breaks and pauses. We won't necessarily jump to conclusions. There's so much goodness that can come from leaning into Knight of Cups energy. And it is a very strong way to move through the world. Very strong. If you're someone who really tries to look for a fight wherever you go or is working out how to be as strong an activist as possible without being um, in any way, well, if you're looking for a way to be of service in terms of activism and allyship, while also maintaining a personal balance of self-care and of boundaries and of breaks, Knight of Cups is your archetype because he really helps us to know the line between um, when it's really important to take a moment for ourselves and when it's important to move through and show up and speak. So um, beautiful archetype for that so how we can use these knights and what might be nice is to take your four knights and pull one upon reflecting on the question how am i being invited to relate to my life at this moment in terms of how i'm moving with it how can i be in deeper alignment with my life at this moment by relating to the night that is working through me at this time. And then take some time and journal about it because there's some real beauty to working with the nights as medicine. And if you pull a night, and you know, this is a good tip for any tarot card. If you pull a night and you're like, I don't get it. I don't understand, like, I don't like to be seen. I'm not, whatever. And you pull Knight of Wands, just fucking sit with it for a second 
and maybe relate with it. And like, you know, of course I say that like with total love and lightness, but yeah, just sit with it for a little bit. Tune in with it. Ask yourself, okay, I, I don't understand now, but I'm available to understand. I'm available to consider that maybe this could be bringing the most wild upgrade to me and I just need to dig a little bit to see it or I need to become still and quiet or I need to lift my head or tune into myself and drop in and say, you know, spirit or higher self or whatever rolls off of your tongue. Um, I don't really understand the medicine that this night is bringing to me or you can speak directly to the card. I don't understand what this is bringing, but I want to get to know you better. Please, like, fill my life and show me. I really want to understand. And um, you will. That's the way, you know, we really learn what the tarot is for us by relating in a way that is humble and willing. So... This is the perfect time to be considering night energy because this is a really important time to be clear about how we're relating to our movement, our actions, and our communication at this time. So that's all I got for you today. It's a quick lesson. Only four cards, so makes sense. Yeah. I wish you an absolutely beautiful new moon. I wish you a beautiful solar eclipse. May it be fruitful. I'd like to say for the first time, um, thank you to, like, I'm, it's unacceptable that I haven't said this, but I want to say a public thank you to my editor and to my engineer and to my producer, Chase Voorhees, who's also my husband, who takes such beautiful care with these episodes every week. Um, thank you to him. Thank you to everyone who's reviewed and wanted to, you know, had something nice to share. I really appreciate it. Thank you to anyone who's offered me very helpful feedback um, on how I can be better, more inclusive, um, more sensitive in certain areas, and also how the work has touched you it means so much to me. Um, I'll, I'm always happy to try to do better. So it's lovely to hear it. Um, yeah, have a beautiful week. I can't wait to share my interview next week with all of you, and I'll see you then. Bye.